0: welcome to we have spoken season two episode eight it's the finale um this is the podcast discussing our favorite star wars show the mandalorian in this episode we'll be discussing chapter 16 the rescue written by john favreau and directed by peyton reed Uh, it aired on uh, december 18th 2020 exclusively on disney plus and we're recording this on the same day Uh, my name is dennis and I'll be your Jedi Deus Ex Machina for this journey. <laughs> uh, with me, as always, is my prequel apologist, Ricky. How's it good. going, Ricky? It's good. We are we're at the end of
1: season two, man.
0: Yeah, I had yeah. a lot of fun doing this, it's... and I'm really excited for this one. For
1: this, this <laughs> no, this one. is a good good finale for us for sure.
0: Yes. So it's time to get to our special guest for this episode. Um, I've actually tried to get him on all all season long and we had to move some people around and and it just worked out that uh we were lucky enough to have him here he, he actually kind of wanted to discuss I was,
2: I was jockeying for the finale are you kidding i <laughs> wanted the finale it, yes. like, it was game of thrones fuck travis i'm getting in here I'm doing <laughs> yes. It. Uh,
0: yes so I, I think by the voice it's already obvious but yes Vo- uh, video game designer youtuber and person who needs zero convincing that this blockade is perfectly legal, we have David Jaffe. Got
2: to do it in the accent.
0: Oh, sorry. Can you do it in the accent?
2: No, because I don't want to get canceled. But you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well... Crazy. Then I'm not going to do the accent right. either. Fair
2: enough. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me on this great show. Oh,
0: I'm so glad to uh, I'm, Listen,
2: i I'm, Listen, I'm going on adrenaline right now because I was up at two in the morning watching The Mandalorian. When it dropped, I'm like, I can't wait. I have loved this season so much. The first yes. season I liked, I was like, yeah, this is cool. It feels like Star Wars. I'm glad to be back in this world you know not every episode hit whatever something about the second season it's probably you know we got the characters a lot was established Mm -hmm. and it just it had a great through line every episode and every episode almost was a surprise and the fucking spider bosses and shit it was
1: like a a certain stride where it was a lot of new a lot of old but they they wove them so beautifully into this awesome season um no, I mean, there's little nitpicks in there, but not a lot to complain about, for sure. Yeah,
0: I love yeah. it. it. Awesome. And then uh, just some a little housekeeping uh, before we move on. Uh, you know, the the unsung hero of this show is uh, producer Lindsay, who's behind the scenes uh, wrangling my dogs to make sure they don't make all the noise right now and always giving us good feedback and and good notes for the episode. So thank you as she brings balance to the force. And uh, I just, I guess, just one more piece of housekeeping that I just wanted to throw out there. Um, it's a, you know, we're recording this on December 18th, and uh, December 17th we got the news uh, that actor uh, Jeremy Bullock uh, passed away. And uh, the, if you don't know, that is the actor who played the original Boba Fett. And I don't want to go too far into this because I kind of want to keep my composure. Uh, But that did hit me in the feels a bit because Boba Fett meant a lot to a lot of people growing up in that time because, you know, he could be anybody. And so for as little screen time as he had on Star Wars, he made a very big impact to a lot of fans. And as Clark said last or two weeks ago, uh, you can't have the Mandalorian without having Boba Fett. Um, So I just wanted to give my condolences to his family and you know, say that he will be missed. I mean, you said it beautifully. Uh.
2: Yeah, I, I think the only thing that's funny—I mean, about—I mean, nothing's funny about that. It's—it's it's sad. He—he he was old. He wasn't that old. He was seventy-five. A lot. Right. Um, but uh, it is interesting that usually people mention him, and that's who we know. But Boba Fett was Boba Fett. I mean, in my opinion, Boba Fett was a badass because of the costume. I mean, uh, Jeremy, you know, he, he moved well and mimed well and stuff, but it was the costume designer or the concept artist who said, I'm going to create this. And I don't think that, I don't even know his name. I know he's got a Kickstarter and he (laughs) makes comic books now, but I don't know who he is, but that guy gets no credit, but that I would say Boba Fett sits next to Spider-Man in terms of best costume, uh, in the world. I, it's just actually what I said.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I said that in a post yesterday.
2: Oh, well, um, there you go. maybe that's where I got it. I, I only read good posts, so you know. Yeah, but <laughs> you and I share
0: you and you and I share the same uh, affinity for Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, you know, growing up as a kid, it, a character didn't get cooler than Boba Fett or Spider-Man, and it's because of those faces, you know. Like, that's right. Um. And so, yeah, no, you're you're to your point. You're correct. You know, I did also mention, you know, David Prowse uh, passed a few weeks ago, right? And right. and you know, I was getting funny condolence messages from people. And I'm like, I never really considered David Prowse to be my Darth Vader, you know? Like, yeah, it's like, the, like to like to me it's James Earl Jones, you know. Right. But uh, but yeah.
2: To me, it's Jake Lloyd, so you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's my Darth Vader. Troll. <laughs> wizard. Anyway, <laughs> wizard, nice. Well, um, I guess before
1: yeah. we start talking Star Wars, what is um I mean what gets you going about the galaxy far, far away, Jaffe? Like
0: Well, look, I saw
2: it, the first one, when I was seven, we saw it uh, probably the first couple of weeks it was out. My mom took me and my brother um, and it was, you know, it was weird because when you see it, when you're seven, you hear a lot of older people talk about it blew me away and I never seen anything like it. And that's like, if you're 15 or 20 or whatever, you have all this comparison, you know, it's like, well, there'd never been anything like it. When you're seven, your imagination is already where star Wars is. So to me, it was just like, well, yeah, of course this is a movie. And I fucking loved it. Um, and and I mean it 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 became it's not Indiana Jones to me. Indiana Jones is my favorite Lucas property, but it absolutely became one of the bedrock foundational elements of my life as a geek growing up. And that along with Indy, uh really just, you know, pushed me into saying I want to do creative work for a living, which I have been doing now for over 20 years. And I remember seeing the empire strikes back, uh, making of special on CBS. And that was the first time. And I must've been about 10 or 11. It was 1980. And there was a shot with like Phil Tippett moving the ATATs, which we Mm -hmm. call ad-ads and I've been, (laughs) um, and (laughs) and, it's fine. That's yeah. And, and, and I was just like, Oh my God, that looks so fun. And I didn't realize that that was how this got done. And from then on, when people would ask me from 10 up, what do you want to do? I'm like, Oh, I want to fucking go make movies. So, I mean, I, I, I love it. Um, I'm not, you know, I I don't think star Wars is the best movie in the world. I think return of the Jedi is terrible, but I think empire strikes back is absolutely genius. It's brilliant. Uh, I love revenge of the Sith, believe it or not. Um, but I, I, the ones that work, that land for me, land beautifully. Rogue One landed beautifully. I actually liked Rise of Skywalker. Believe it or not, first I hated it, then I really liked it. So I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan.
1: It's interesting. You mentioned the imagination. I think that's one thing. When I say I like the prequel, that's where that little disconnect happens. You know, as a young, young kid, I obviously watched the original trilogy, but I didn't really understand what was going on. You know, I'm like a three year old dumb kid yeah. watching ships fly around and guys with laser swords. But that imagery, when I got to see it materialize when I was a little bit older watching these prequels, I mean, that's, that's what I imagined what was happening on screen in those older movies. So right. I guess that's where my, my chord gets struck on the, on the prequels is it kind of fulfills that imagination.
2: Yeah. I mean, the only reason I was always confused why, li- like I get why little kids would love attack of the clones and revenge but literally, Phantom Menace, and I know that's not what this podcast is about, but I mean, Phantom <laughs> Menace is just like really dry. It's like it's like a really bad episode of The West Wing, and I love The West Wing, but it's like really dry political, you know,
1: maneuvering uh, stuff. And I'm like, what it, tariffs what, and blockades and <laughs> yeah, what eight
2: year old sitting there watching this going, fuck yeah, I want to go. And I, I remember when the action figures came out. Uh, and it was like, I don't know what they called it force Friday or something. And it was the first time new action figures had come out in ages and everybody from work at Sony, we, we went over the Toys R Us in Santa Monica and other than like, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan and stuff, there was like, you know, Senator (laughs) fump, fump, fump. Oh, mom, I want that one. I want to play with the Senator. I mean, come on. But, but anyway, you know, there's no accounting for taste clearly, but you know, good on you, sir. (laughs)
0: but now we have the Mandalorian and uh, I'll
2: tell you what my goodness gracious man what what in the world a difference just a visionary makes to uh, a Mm -hmm. creative property I like J.J. Abrams I got nothing against the guy I like Super 8 a lot but Favreau gets it in a way that very few people have gotten it since Irving Kirshner got it you know Um, and so yeah man what a great series great series
0: uh, I think it's time we just get into the spoilers. Uh, I'm going to give you a recap. Um, I'm just going to give you my one sentence recap. Obviously, I know more stuff happened, but just the one sentence before we move in and, and get your, your guys' takes on my my hot take. But my recap is, uh, this is the one where Mando and friends rescue Grogu and spin off a bunch of other Disney Plus projects. <laughs> that investor
1: meeting was very timely. <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> yeah. What'd you, what do you guys think? What, like, I mean, at the heart of it, yes, I know there was a lot of amazing things that happened in this episode. Uh, and as much as I really did enjoy this season, I felt like the Mandalorian part of this season kind of got away from him. Uh, and it just kind of became about so much more. And as we talked about last week, you know, we, we, we have an Ahsoka Tano show coming now. We have the Rangers of the Republic coming out. Now a Boba Fett show, now. And a Boba Fett show as of 2021, you know? So, yeah, for me, it felt like I know you guys loved. I know, I know, I know as a fan of Star Wars, I'm supposed to love that Luke actually showed up at the end of this episode. But all I could feel in that moment was whose show is this again? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll
1: counter here. Here's what all. we had a chat about this earlier, uh, like last week after last week's episode. And I said, it would be really messy if Luke showed up. And then I kind of got to thinking.
0: Well, I this a, that, right? Oh, you did. I told, I told you, I said like, as much as I don't really want Luke, I said, it's no messier than adding a Padawan to Darth Vader in, in the yeah. Clone Wars. Do you know? what well, I mean, like, that's was, a messy story. Only unless they decide to continue through with it and and tell a compelling story. And now, look, everybody can eat crow because mm-hmm. everybody loves the Tano. Uh, did you watch the cartoons, Dave uh, Jaffe? I,
2: I never, I never got into. The, I I've seen some of them, but they never. I don't know why they never hit me. I know they're great, but they never hit me. Gotcha. So well, I was knew my mindset was, but I wasn't like, oh, you know, I was like, oh, I know that girl. She's the. Tweaky, whatever the oh. fuck.
1: Uh, she, she's not Twilight, right? She's something no, she's
0: else. she's Togroda.
2: Oh, uh, what's... The, I guess the T-Gro-ta. one in Jabba's palace.
0: Togroda. No, the Twi'leks. They're not... She's not a Twi'lek, yeah. Okay, okay.
2: Twi-lek. Yeah, no, I knew of her, but I didn't watch cartoons, no. Well,
1: gotcha. like, if you think of this show as a cartoon, then in that moment, Luke is the only one that makes sense to come at that, come then, you know? Like, Yeah, he's, and
0: that... Yeah, that's what Travis said last week, and, and I I'm, I won't argue with that. I totally defend that. Uh, you know, uh, Travis said, you know, if you're gonna set off a Jedi bomb that really was what you know Grogu did and on that stone, then y- you bring a heavy hitter, right? You bring the heaviest well, who, hitter. Or, who else was left anyway? I mean there's I, was,
1: I was suggesting Mace Windu. That was he my was pie in the dead. sky.
0: He was dead though. We, we don't uh, know that, right? Is it I is mean, that confirmed?
1: We've seen people get cut in half and fall down and live. As a reminder,
0: thought was dead for what, the last
1: thirty years.
2: Then what is it? What does it take to prove death in the Star Wars universe? <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes. It takes.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it takes. You it takes to fade the dust.
2: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, hey, I would have loved Windu to come back. Look, right. There is absolutely no doubt that what I thought when I'm watching this last night was, um. It, it, it was almost like, cause I don't know, I didn't know who the right, I don't know if Favreau's written every one of them, but I didn't know who wrote it and directed it until the very end. And I thought the whole episode throughout was poorly written compared to the rest of the season in the sense that yeah. everything from like, just, you know, I know, I know you mentioned it like something you liked, but all the new like euphemisms and stuff like the, <laughs> I'll be a rat's wiggly walk and all this shit. And I'm just like, it felt so uh, – you do it once, okay. But it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, it's, everything from stuff like that to, like, weird things like when Mando goes, they're talking about the plan of getting on the, the Moff Gideon ship and stuff. And just out of nowhere, Moff Gideon uh, – not Moff Gideon. Uh, Land, Mando's like, I'll, I'll go alone. And I'm like, well, why? I mean, yeah. what, what value is – are you going – you know, it was just a lot of things that the rest of the season – it felt like you were in more assured hands and this one almost felt like you could see the strings behind the scenes of like, well, we have to get this here and we have to get Mm -hmm. this here. And there wasn't an elegant way that they came up with to do it. And so when Luke shows up, it was very clear to me that
0: everything was in service to that, right? Yeah.
2: it, It no longer felt
0: organic,
2: but, yeah. So if, if you didn't know who Luke Skywalker was, if like, if you came to it totally fresh and you didn't know Luke, it was not good storytelling.
0: No, it was um, bad storytelling right. if you didn't know. Yeah,
2: absolutely. You're like, abs hundred percent. But I think yeah. Luke carries with him so much for a, a certain group, which is, I would assume in the majority, uh, a, a certain legacy and a certain power that, mm-hmm. that, that makes it worth it. But it was dumb if you look at it from a story standpoint,
0: yeah. no doubt. and I think that's where oh, my conflict yeah, is happening. You know, like, it, like I was, I wanted to nerd out on this and not, you know, I sure enough, I went on social media afterwards and like people <laughs> are like, you know, basically virtually crying all over yeah, the place. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, service. Service. yeah. And I just, I was like tears running down his face. I was like, and I, uh, and I looked, I looked at my wife and I, I was like, Am I soulless? Do I not have a soul? Because I don't... Like, this is not moving me the way it should. It's no
1: different what than the ending of, of Rogue One when Vader does the hallway scene. Because on a on no, paper... No, it is different. It, it makes it is. no sense. Because Vader, when he finally catches up to Leia in A New Hope, he's like... she's like... He called her out on her line. He's like, the dude just saw you left on a ship. But that whole scene exists to see Vader do... The Vader things you wanted him
0: to do, you know. Vader always knew she was lying. That doesn't matter. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but but I'm saying like we've seen Luke do badass things, so like that didn't that scene didn't need to be like you know that. But, but uh, yeah, here, it was so loaded. Like
2: I'm not a Last Jedi hater. I like the Last Jedi. I, I love the yeah. Last Jedi. Okay. I and cried.
0: I, I cried during that.
2: Moment. I did too. I understand. I, there's not. I, I'm not one of the. You know. I don't think it's the best Star Wars ever, but I, I enjoyed it and I liked that it was bold and different um and, and and i didn't have a problem with luke's arc there was a great meme yeah. going around today where i don't know if you saw it i'm sure you did where somebody tweeted out a picture of luke from jedi mm-hmm. and it was like something along the lines it was like hey disney Favreau and whatever who's the guy who does the animation uh oh, they're right.
0: Right. They're right. Right. It's
2: like these guys in like you know a, a little tv series basically did what you guys couldn't do and brought <laughs> back Luke Skywalker and all this and this woman responded and she says well yeah so she brought back this they brought back this guy who is kind of soulless and aggressive and he just swings a sword and kills everyone yeah that's, that's a lot better than a character who basically You know, was in the the depths of despair and then climbed out of it and redeemed himself as the hero that we know he really is. The Luke we saw last night was the 10-year-old boys Luke that the 10-year-old in me was like, fuck yeah, it's Luke Skywalker. But if you actually step 20 feet back from the whole thing, it's like it doesn't feel Favrovian. Because he's a better writer than this. It's it's very strange. Because the rest of the season does not suggest a serious, a a finale that is that ham fisted.
0: Yeah. Uh, so just to be clear, uh, we're basically talking about our, our favorite and least favorite things about this. I just, (laughs) I know, I saw your reaction video and I knew, I knew we just had to get Luke out of the way and we could talk more about Luke. I do. I do want to talk more about that, but I just want to make sure that you guys are comfortable talking about whatever other great moments you had or, or other, moments that really pulled you out of it well you know? i
1: i really dug the opening um when that hostage scene when they capture the pilot and the uh the cloner dude that whole conversation echoed when we talked about an episode one of this podcast where the Death are blowing up you know to half of the galaxy that's, that's like a, a world-ending event
0: that's their nine eleven, right uh, yeah for, yeah for the empire for their empire but Basically. like time, times times like a hundred. Like.
2: Yeah, but what's <laughs> weird about that is when he said that line, the 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 guy, the I I don't know what his name was, the more aggressive of the, the two, the
1: pilot, the
0: pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: When he says, "Oh, we were all happy that the terrorists died or something," and he was calling the rebels terrorists. Um, I understand the metaphor. I understand that, you know, but nowhere, unless you guys have seen, I, I didn't really get into the extended fiction and stuff, but I've never read Star Wars from the perspective of there's this whole galaxy out there that look at the empire as positive. Every character I've encountered in the stories hate the empire. And so when he said that, I was like, okay, that's interesting. Are you telling me, you know, there's a group out there that sympathizes that's not actual stormtroopers?
1: The I think the last or Jedi I, kind of touched on it a bit. It's where, you know, they're, they're kind of two sides of the same coin, depending on how you look at, look at the empire.
0: I mean, we and have seen the war profiteers exist, right? Like that was, that was in the last Jedi, mm-hmm. right? Like, sure. so there are, so there are people that benefit from the war and from the existence of the Jedi, or of, of the, uh, the empire.
1: For them um, to gain the power that they gained. I mean, you have to have logistically people following them, right?
2: Oh yeah, no. I, mean, I understand it politically. I'm just saying mm-hmm. I've never it, it, it was, I, and I didn't have a problem with the senior talking mm-hmm. about. It. I'm just saying it was interesting because it was the first time my brain entertained the idea that oh, there's sympathy for this group amongst people who probably think they're doing the right thing, and they're not just <laughs> Lucas's bad guys wear black. It, yeah. it's not that black and white, and I'm like I've mm-hmm. never seen that nuance in Star Wars before. So it was yeah, like,
0: I don't I don't want to push it too hard because I, I do push it frequently but uh you should give those uh animated shows a chance because they actually really do a lot of that. So The oh, yeah? Clone Wars The Clone Wars does a great job of like uh showing Anakin's slow progression to becoming Darth Vader and they use An- uh, Ahsoka Tano as that that device okay. because it's yet one more attachment for him and and when she gets done wrong by the Jedi Council and leaves he that's when he first starts having that conflict of like, I don't know if I really like these guys anymore. You know, I know he kind of does in the, in the attack of the clones, but, right, right, right. but there's such a jar, a giant leap from Anakin attack of the clones to, oh, to Revenge Sith? Of the Sith. Yeah. And yeah. so the clone Wars show does a really good job of filling in those blanks. And you do get to see different planets that are trying to stay neutral or trying to take one of the two sides. And then star Wars rebels fast forwards, feloni's work on, on clone wars to uh right before the the original trilogy. Okay. So that show ends maybe like minutes before, you know, Rogue One or or A New Hope starts. Gotcha.
2: Okay, cool. And and so, I'll, I'll give him another chance. I'll give him another yeah.
0: And so there is a giant through line of all the stories going on. So like this is kind of like The Mandalorian's like the third chapter of Dave Filoni's, you know, arc so that's why you see a lot of characters come and go it's Mm -hmm.
2: cool that it works for both because i'm i'm a i'm a star wars fan but i'm not an extended universe star wars fan yeah but i could still enjoy the hell out of the mandalorian but you guys clearly were able to get more you know meat from the meal which is great
0: that's awesome Mm -hmm. well i think there's a lot of different definitions of extended universe too because like there's the whole extended universe that existed before disney bought them Right, you know, right. and, and like, I never felt comfortable going to those. Cause like for me back then when I was a kid, the movies were canon and you know, like I didn't really even want to consider that Ewok, uh, special right. to be <laughs> real, Cause, you know, it, it was rough. Like, yeah, so for me, it was the movies or bust. And then like, as I got to college, my friends are like telling me about all these books and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. Isn't that kind of just like fanfic, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, and but then when Disney basically wiped the slate clean and said only the movies and Clone Wars and Rebels are canon, I was like, well, I can do that. That's manageable, you know. Right, so, right, right. so I know everything about. So existing then, in the, canon.
2: in the canon, then Anakin, one of the reasons he turns is because of whatever her name is, Okasha, Ahsoka Tano. Well,
0: it's one of the reasons he. It's easier for him to reject the Jedi. Uh, Got order is because of how she was treated. Yes. Okay.
2: And I guess now he's coming back to be in the Obi-Wan series. I mean, it is interesting. Like you said that this episode, cause I didn't know book of Boba Fett was a spinoff. I thought that was just the next ep- season three of the Mandalorian was going to be about Boba Fett with the Mandalorian. But if that's a series and then Obi-Wan's getting a series mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Who plays, uh, She's in the Kevin Smith movies. She's the Jedi we just talked about. I can never get her name right. Rosaria Dawson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is, it is kind of interesting. I mean, you're basically, who needs the fucking movies? I mean, I was yeah. so excited last night when this thing dropped at 1 in the morning, 1.30. Uh I remember watching it going, I don't know if I've. This, well, this feels like being excited for a Star Wars movie. It's weird. Yeah.
1: Technically speaking, with. Because you know how they shoot these movies, they shoot them basically in this big holodeck yeah. dome thing. Um, part of that investor meeting, uh, last week, they said they're building like three or more of those across the globe. And like, if you're getting returns out of that thing versus going to location, to location, location, like why the hell wouldn't you?
0: Oh yeah. yeah, It's the new way to do it. And uh, on on top of that, like it works perfectly for the world we live in right now. Right. Mm -hmm, You know, because you can keep everything locked down and stuff. Yeah. Now, um, I think, uh, you know, I, I I did like you know what Ricky was bringing up about that that scene with the the people pointing out Alderon and and everything just because uh, I really liked how you know he, he gave that little hint that I saw your tattoo, I saw the tear, you know, and and so like <laughs> I guess that's just the implication that people from Alderon that survived wear that tear, which uh, Frank you know weeks ago called the Chola tat. Um,
2: i just like how he said it like it's like wow you're really observant jackass it's on my fucking I face i
0: saw your chair you know like um, well,
1: she, right i here. mean she claps back she's like i had friends on the death star which one
0: yeah like, that yeah, yeah that was good he's, and he's like i see what you did there and we're like what are you guys doing are you having a bit right now you know like yeah. um, but i do want to point out the, the reason i love that moment and and, and it's because uh, it set up something that I thought was really impressive, and and uh, uh, for the rest of the se- for the rest of the episode, which that episode or that scene culminated in Cara Dune shooting that guy in the face. Yeah, like just like that was technically one of the most violent things I've seen on on Disney Plus's. Uh,
2: oh well, that's true. You yeah.
0: know, platform yeah. like. You know, it didn't quite show everything, like, but it—you, the guy I mean, got it right in the face. That was kind of
1: dancing with the Moff Gideon, You know, tried to kill himself, and the other guy from episode. No, I,
0: I know, I know. I but, mean,
1: they're kind of dancing around some darker stuff here. I
0: know, but the the violence is not the reason I liked it. It's what I liked about it is um, the episode from men on out was just a series of showing badass women and you know i think uh we were circling around just like among us like during the week that it's it's a really uh, somebody tweeted it but it's a really cool thing that mando has actually surrounded himself with this amazing cast of women that are all played by actors over the age of 40. and that's not something you see very often on tv or movies anymore but if you think about that rosario dawson gina carano um uh ming na katie sack they're all over 40 uh you know so like i i felt like i was watching something really cool happen you know like i felt kind of like the way i you know when we saw wonder woman in theaters like we're like oh my god give me this this is i i want to see more of this you know uh and i just really enjoyed seeing one by one they were showing all of these ladies these badass ladies. Just do their thing, and they so they were a yeah, unit. <laughs> yeah, they were a unit, and so when Boba Fett said, "I'm gonna go alone," yes, I did want to question that, but at the same time, I was doing the math, and I'm like, "Wow, that makes for a really cool like strike team you got here of just these four ladies and and Din, who's gonna do the sneaky thing," you know. So, what we ended up seeing was like through the episode is you know we saw uh, uh, Sasha Banks's character, uh, Costco Reeves. She she got yeah. to throw down with Boba Fett, you know, and have their own little, you know, tit for tat. Um, I, I enjoyed just seeing her do physical stuff. You know, I don't know if I care so much about when she's get delivering lines and stuff. Um, and then we got to see like her again with Katie Sackhoff come up from under the bridge and just slaughter like a whole gang of stormtroopers and Fennec Shan's doing martial arts. And just all these women were just doing this amazing stuff. And I was like... Thank you, show. Thank you for this. But
1: and it was it was earned, right? It wasn't to be. I did not like the Avenger Endgame scene when all the female heroes bundled it, up.
2: It it similar to me, actually.
1: What really? I felt this one felt a little bit more earned because we had we've spent more time with them working a together, and it it just I I dug it. I I totally totally it made sense on why that strike team was was assembled the way it was for
2: sure. Well, I'll tell you my take real quick, because I felt, I thought that, I mean, everything you're saying about what it represents, I'm a fan of, I'm a very progressive person. I'm a proud social justice warrior. Uh, there's nothing about the the messaging of that. And even, and I do think society has been tilted to such an extent so long that even if we have to sort of ramrod these messages through, so kids coming up today go, Oh, okay. That's not out of the norm for a woman to go off and have that big adventure and stuff. I Mm -hmm. I agree politically and philosophically with everything there, but I think it's another example of how last night's episode as, as wonderful in a lot of ways as it was, you could you could see Oz behind the curtain. Like it didn't, Mm -hmm. it's not that it didn't make sense that they were a unit. I and I like every single one of those characters except Sasha Banks. I think she's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I like her as a wrestler. I know her as a wrestler, but 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 she's terrible in this role. Um, but it just felt like you could see the the behind the scenes planning, just like when Luke showed up. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it didn't feel and maybe it would have felt more organic if it made sense. But here's what it is: because you've got that Marvel's Avengers in-game vibe. Mm-hmm. On top of the fact that it didn't really make sense. Like it pulled me out of the story when Boba when 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 Mando says, I'm going alone. And I'm like, why? It, it, so anyway, it, it almost felt like, why does you why do you go alone? Because we want to build up what's that other series they're coming out with with all the women, the the, uh, the, rangers, the, the rangers, rangers of the, the
0: republic. republic
2: yeah right maybe that's it's like well maybe. remember that. this is that series i have no clue but it felt weird anyways um i i i did find that scene you're talking about i agreed hmm. with it on all accounts it just felt like let's do the woman thing and i'm mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe that only feels that way because it's so rare that of course it's going to stick out because it's not usually represented i don't know but it, it felt a little like one more false note in but I, it, it's crazy because there's all these false notes, and I still loved last night's
0: episode. That was fantastic. I, I honestly felt like it. It ended up feeling like a false note to me because they were robbed of the agency of doing anything meaningful at the oh, end. At the yeah. end, yeah, 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 because like we had introduced all season long, ever since the beginning of the season the dark troopers as this threat that that was going to be the the ultimate thing that they were going to have to face off in, you know, and then we got the tease of then, you know, a few weeks ago when, when he got kidnapped or when Grogu got kidnapped. And so we're just like, yeah, we're building up to a boss fight with, with dark troopers. And then to have this awesome crew assembled and they never even get to fight the dark troopers. Like instead they sit there in the bridge with their thumbs up their butts and they're they're like trying to figure out what they're going to do. They
1: just saw Mando get his ass kicked by one. Like I didn't didn't see that.
0: They didn't see that. No, they, I mean,
2: they were, but look, they were sitting there ready to fight. They weren't Mm -hmm. running.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They were, I wanted to like, uh, what I'm saying is okay. Maybe not with their thumbs up their butts, but they were, but they were waiting. And like, I would have liked to see them start fighting, you know, Mm -hmm. like have the chance to start. I was actually hoping one of the four of them was going to die. Um, just I because. still don't know what happened to uh what's her name? Bo katan Oh,
1: she lived, she got back yeah, up. She after stood it. back
0: up. She stood back up and I was oh, like, I, I
2: missed that because I Best was star, like, baby. I got yeah. shot. No, and yeah.
0: They took all the impact out of that too, the emotional impact. Because mm-hmm. you see Moff getting and shoot her, and then in the last scene when Luke is walking away with, with uh the you know, Grogu and R2, uh all of them are standing up.
1: I didn't mind the dark trooper stuff um because they set them up as a big threat and you know they they were going to get wiped if they they opened that door like it reminded me a lot of um if but they didn't the game, have the
0: chance they didn't have the chance to like do anything about
1: they it said up the that. audience that, like in in the republic commando games in those games you fought a lot of battle droid or super or the regular droids but when you came across a super battle droid those things would f you up and you know of course in the movies we see jedis chopping them down like nobody's business but they really added a weight to what that class of droid was and that's what I got from the dark troopers in that Mando fight where that set the bar super high on what these things are capable of. So like yeah, why yeah. why the hell would you want to go against them?
2: I think you're gonna you're gonna be pissed off one way or the other because if 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 you have those guys being able to take them on, then it makes the Mando Mando fight less
0: insane. Well like I said I wanted at least one of them to die. I wanted to have some emotional weight to that episode, you know. I can see that. Uh, but uh, like, let, me, let me put this in a different perspective because I watched this with my wife. She loves this show, too. Uh, I just want to point out I was, I was just as much excited like without her saying it. I was like, are you watching these women? This is so cool. You know, I was loving it. She was feeling it so much. And then when that episode was over, she was really pissed. And, and what she said to me cracked me up. I wrote it down. She said, that was the worst case of blue ovaries ever. Right. They got my hopes up and then they threw them in the garbage.
2: Okay. But that's not, okay. With all respect to Lindsay, the fact of the matter, where is she put her on? The fact of the matter, <laughs> the fact of the matter is one of the other things I did not like about this episode was I thought the action was very poorly directed um, mm-hmm. because those women had a lot, granted they weren't fighting the, the, the dark troopers or whatever mm-hmm. they're called. But, the, you know, they absolutely, they had that moment you were talking about where the two women came up on jetpacks on the side. and, oh, and the two. They had this shot where they were going through and uh, the woman, I, I, these names escape
0: me. Oscar but, Reeves, Bo-Katan, yeah, the, I, Fennec like, Shand.
2: Where, where she comes out with the fucking Gatling gun.
0: <laughs> <and, laughs>
2: it's like, fuck, you know. But, you know, so they it wasn't like they didn't have moments to kick ass. They just didn't mm-hmm. fight that particular enemy. But the action was awful. Awesome. Right,
0: but as a reminder, and and I know you wanted to talk about it too. Uh, what is this do, This season done to demonstrate the effectiveness of stormtroopers?
2: Oh, it's a joke. I mean, it's not, <laughs> right. it's not a fun joke like red shirts and Star Trek. It's kind of like it's kind of going. Well, yeah, you you goddamn right. You need some dark troopers because. Yeah. It's got to so, be part of the story at this I point. I mean, they, they
1: mentioned it. It's like the human element
0: was the weakest part of – Yeah, right? The, so, <laughs> the equation. Of, the, of, the, of the equation. So what I'm saying is if the show has hammered down like how shitty stormtroopers are this whole season, like every season one of our guests has been talking about, oh my god, they can't aim. Oh my god, their armor so ineffective. So like to have that beaten into us all all season long – yeah. And then say, "Here, girls, go kick some ass." Yeah, like, it's not—it's not really meaningful to watch them kick the crap I mean, out of stupid. You're storm right.
2: I mean, th- this was the first time, though. I, up until this point, it had almost been a meme. Though, oh, they can't aim. Ha 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 ha. And, yeah. But I think there was so much consistent action against stormtroopers on this episode, where you know every room they went into, they had to clear it, and none of it felt like a threat. Whereas right, exactly season one, I don't remember who the bad guys were in season one who came into that bar. Um, and remember, remember, uh, the Mando had to like go underneath the floor because they set it on fire. Uh, yeah, Indian shows Emperor up. Like, the,
0: trooper. That was that was stormtroopers also.
2: Okay, well, for whatever reason, they felt scary. Yeah, it was, exactly. You know, So I don't know what the difference is in terms of the Empire. but All the the good ones
1: died in both Death Star explosions. So these are like the (laughs) militia member fanboy wannabes, stormtroopers.
0: So for me and Lindsay, it just like it felt like Luke arriving took the steam out of whatever badassness those women were going to were going to pull off or sacrifices they were going to make. You know what I mean? I can um, absolutely see it viewed that way.
2: I didn't see it that way, but it makes total sense. That that that's a very valid way to read it. And when you mention it that way, it's like, oh, the man shows up and takes care of everything.
0: Exactly. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah, and so that hurt me more. Like, so it's kind of like the SJW in me, like, was was not letting me enjoy what that that you know, seven year old kid wanted to enjoy. Would you have liked it more if um, Luke was there on um,
2: where uh, I'm going to get these names right. The, the Rosario Dawson character and it was her who showed up at the end of the finale. So they switch
0: places. I don't, it wouldn't have worked. I don't, I don't, I think I wanted, here's what, here's the ideal scenario is Luke could have showed up earlier or later. Like, if he showed up earlier and is just with them side by side and they're working together and they take down all the dark troopers, that would have been cool because we would have got to see everybody be badass. Or if he showed up after they had already demonstrated how willing they were yeah. to fight that threat even if they couldn't win. You know what I mean? Like, well, I just, like
2: so, if someone had died.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, Lindsay and I, as we were watching it, that's, yeah, I was just going to say, as we were watching it, we were trying to, like, you know, place bets on, like, oh, man, <laughs> I feel like Fennec Shan's too good. You can't get rid of her yet. She's, like, she's got so much story we don't know. And I feel like Bo-Katan has a lot of story that we haven't seen yet. So, my money's on either Costca Reeves or Cara Dune, and I think Cara Dune would be the more impactful death you which know what i mean is, which one is That's Gina Carano
2: oh yeah she's great yeah she would have
0: been impactful right like yeah. it would have yeah. it would have it would have hit the Mando hard and i would have just liked to have more uh emotional reaction from Mando with that yeah. said though with that said <laughs> as much as i might be it sound like i hate on the episode Oh my God! The amount of love that I saw Mando display towards Grogu—oh God—was just amazing. That was a tearjerker, man. Like that hit me in the feels more than Luke. Like watching him have to say goodbye to that kid. Them brown eyes were watering up.
1: I didn't.
2: Yeah. Get, I didn't get it. I didn't. And I'm very easy cry. Um, I don't, I don't, don't, you know, I don't know why I didn't, I I think maybe because the high of Luke and I don't know, Ricky, what you thought about Luke showing up, but I went ape shit. Like I, on my video, I made the minute the show was over. Mm -hmm. it, It wasn't a euphemism. My jaw was literally, I was like, like I was, I, in, I, I was I shocked because myself doing that, going, Who literally opens their jaw? That's like something people say. <laughs> and so it was so impactful that maybe that's where that was the headspace I was in. It wasn't that I didn't like the moment. Yeah. But you know, it was also like, Can you see the little puppet rubber hand go up and touch? <laughs> it, it was, it, I love that they're doing practical effects, but that's like, you know, puppet. It's like a old muppet hand. It had no articulation and it yeah, a little dude. Doctor Who
0: ish, you know, but. It was it kind of like a mix a, of puppet hand and yeah. CG hand or something like cuz they were just, yeah. sure, that
1: was my one of the yeah. beasts I had with the last Jedi when they brought back Yoda for that scene. I get why they used a puppet, you know, and they went full full puppet with it, but it just looked
0: no. like super super It looked, it looked, it looked like a puppet. So why? Wow, what's wrong it with it? I'm not saying it
1: wasn't special. I'm right. not doubting that. Right. Yeah. But it, you know.
2: But wow. what I thought about that is you know, I remember somebody told me he took his helmet off in season one.
0: Yeah. Last, last he, episode. Yeah.
2: Did we see his face or was yes. it just the back of his yeah. head? Yeah. So for me, I was just going that moment probably would have been more special if that, that it's almost like that's when he should have taken the helmet off for the first time. And it's I like,
0: agree. It's I agree. It.
2: and you'd think they could go back at least to the one where he took it off for the cafeteria Yeah. and go, okay, we can, we can write something else here. At least more- it would have kept it powerful, more powerful.
0: Yeah. The first step, the first time he took it off really just didn't need to happen. Right. Uh, because it was just so it that. IG, contractually uh, like, speaking. He needed to yeah, show his face. But- yeah. It really, that's really <laughs> what it was.
2: Right? How about this?
0: Contractually speaking, here's
2: more money. Shut the fuck <laughs> yeah, up. <laughs> know, right.
0: Um, it, it did. I agree. It did take away from that, but it didn't. I still felt bad because this time he was taking that mask off in front of them all. You know what yeah. I mean, like. But that the first was a bigger first, moment. I yeah, mean, the first.
1: He's clearly losing. I don't say he's losing faith in his religion, but you know his ideology is certainly changing, especially throughout this yeah. season.
0: Yeah. Now I I have something like this is actually kind of my nerd moment like that I I really wanted to just take a moment to to talk about. Um, so if we remember. Uh, Back to earlier this season, the first time his ideology or his his religion or his his, his belief system was put into question, that is when he met Mm Bo-Katan, right? He met Bo-Katan, who was also wearing the Mandalorian armor, and they had no problem taking their helmets off. And he damn near lost it on them because he, as far as he knows, because his good friend the armorer is the only one who's ever taught him his ways, you don't do that. And he was about to fight those three Mandalorians. Yeah, and I was like, no, do not, do not do this. I know these characters I know bo you do not want to mess with her. And so, you know, but then she started explaining, Oh, you're one, you're, you're one of those, you know, like you're, and uh, you know, she was really kind of just bringing that into question. Like, Hey, maybe what you're believing isn't necessarily the whole, the whole truth. And then, you know, we got Migs Mayfeld to, to, hammer that down some more last week and just say like, you know, is it, is it take the helmet off or is it not show your face? Like it's, they're two different things, you know, but what I found really annoying about this episode, and this is actually the first moment where I was pulled out of the episode. Uh, I love the first 25 minutes of this episode uh, just completely. Uh, Mm -hmm. Even, even when the writing was a little shaky and stuff, like I just loved everything. But for me, the moment that it broke, was when mando showed up on the bridge with gideon and and the dark saber and grogu and they explained that she cannot take that from him that he's offering the dark saber (laughs) because she has to win it in combat now jaffe i know you didn't watch the shows no and and i know ricky i'm a goddamn grown-ass man i don't watch (laughs) (laughs) exactly right and ricky i know you didn't watch them for the same reason Um, but i am not a grown-ass man and i have watched them faithfully and i have done some serious deep dives on this podcast regarding the dark saber and bo-katan and their whole history and it is super annoying and jaffe since you have Disney Plus up, if you could please on your subtitles oh load up, uh, oh, load we, up Star guys, Wars Rebels episode uh, or season four, episode okay. two, okay, and then fast forward to twenty minutes. Okay, hang there's on. Only it's a twenty-one and a half minute episode. I only have two hands. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying things. Okay, I know, I know. Star you
1: watch this too. Don't worry.
0: Episode, episode, episode season, four, <laughs> season four, episode two. Okay, and 20 minutes in? 20 minutes in. Okay. And let that play, and I will just describe what you're watching right now. Okay, it is
2: happening now. Sponsored by – Or you know
0: what? You can describe what you're seeing right now. Okay,
2: so it's a woman with pink hair. Is that Bo-Katan? She's got purple. No, that is
0: is Sabi Ren. Bo-Katan will actually look like Bo-Katan with the red hair on the side.
2: so three women are coming out of a door. Uh, There's Bo-Katan saying something. I don't know what she's saying because I didn't get a subtitle there. This is why you should lead us, my lady," says the lady with pink hair, purple that's hair. That is a, really a difficult decision," says Bo-Katan. And then the other lady says, "With your guidance," says Purple, "your wisdom as a ruler. There's no one I wield the dark saber trust more than you." And she's all like, "Hmm, that's interesting," says Bocatan. And I am not alone," says Purplehead. And she looks around, and then there's this other lady who kind of gives an indication. And then the door opens, and there's all these Mandalorians. Um, with the look like Boba Fett, she's coming down the ramp and there's they're always like, all the clans are with you, clan elders with you, clan rock, clan uh, crazy is with you, the protectors are with you. So clearly everyone is suggesting, hey Mandalorian lady, Bo-Katan, um, we want you to be our leader. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. And then Sabine? Oh, then she gives her the sword and says, uh, she had an interesting line there. She gives Bo-Katan the sword and says... Now I understand why the saber came to me. It came to me so I could pass it to you. And she gives it to bo And
0: that in <laughs> canon is the last and then, time. Oh yeah,
2: but then now there's this shoddy. She says, I accept the sword from my sister. And now what's the purple haired lady's name? Sabine Wren. Sabine Wren. Now there's like this epic fight scene between Bo-Katan and Serene Wren.
0: No, now is- you're lying. Now you're lying.
2: Totally lying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sasha Banks shows up.
0: Now, <laughs> now you're, you're lying. lying. So, so, bar. So just to be clear that's the last time in canon that we see bo katan until this that you know earlier in the season in mandalorian right okay Who, and and dave filoni has an executive produced and written a lot of both you know clone wars and rebels and this show okay. so that broke my freaking brain when i saw her <laughs> say that she couldn't do it because by the way Only because Moff Gideon mansplained to her the rules of their culture. That was super weird. I'm like, why are you letting the bad guy tell you whether or not you can take... I think
1: she was just in shock on what she was witnessing.
0: Dude, she... Like, the only reason she was ever the owner of the Darksaber is because somebody gave it to her of their own free will. And so I just do not understand why and the only saving grace of this contradiction in this episode secret sauce is that it's the same person overseeing both Mm -hmm. shows so he dave filoni totally knows and john Fowler wrote they totally know that this is a contradiction to bo katan's character so i have faith that they will one day correct this moment
2: but the problem is as a guy who doesn't know the Mm -hmm. cartoons it's even worse because what I, I'll read, I'm watching it right now. Here's the dialogue. Uh, Mando says, just take it. And she looks over at Gideon and says, he's right. Like the story he just told about, it has to be armed combat. And she says, he's right. And then she says, and he, for some reason, they don't subtitle him that well. Um, he's just telling her, take it. Um, and she basically said, when she, I, I'm trying to find it, when she basically explains why um, she's like, it's the story. Yeah. You know what the mm-hmm. fuck as a as a non-cartoon watcher I'm like going wait what is it you mean John Favreau's story is it is it, <laughs> breaking the fourth wall <laughs> the line didn't make any sense you're like what do you mean it's that, the the, 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 footnote. the line
0: the line is the dark saber doesn't have power the story does i call bullshit on right. all of that yeah yeah uh, and and to me like Oh, man, it just completely pulled me out of that whole episode. And then all this other stuff happened, and I'm like, wait, wait, Luke's here? What? Wait, why why is Luke here? But wait, wait, these women aren't going to do anything cool? Oh. Yeah. I don't – and so like I just – like my own nerdiness sure. and my own desire to see a specific thing with these women happen completely made it impossible for me nerd. to enjoy the loop. nerd,
1: nerd cannon, self exploded.
0: Uh, I watched this episode three times, guys. I watched it once, you know, just for fun with, with Lindsay a second time to take notes. And then by the second time I was like, man, I'm not enjoying this any more than I did the first time. <laughs> so the third time I just forced myself to just sit there and watch it for fun. And And say like, hey, just enjoy the part where Luke shows up. And I just couldn't because every time that happens, it's moments after Bo-Katan fed me a load of horse shit. And I just do not understand that. That is the dumbest argument to have on the bridge of a cruiser that you just captured. You have to
1: watch the Rangers of the New Republic coming next year on Disney+. Plus.
2: You have to assume though um, that – they are building to something, and maybe they are. Maybe they are retconning it because of that. Um, because ultimately, if, if if you strip away the lore that you're talking about or what they may do with it, there's zero plot reason from what we know right now in the Mandalorian for this to be some kind of special sword. It could have just been the sword Gideon had, and it flew off into space, and it's gone. And it's like, oh, you know, I mean, you don't have to explain it. Yeah. It, wasn't, it yeah. wasn't a question, and so clearly, it's 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 ingrained into the fabric of the the bigger story they're telling. So mm-hmm. at least maybe take solace in the fact that they have a plan. They they didn't just kind of, you know, randomly throw out stuff. And if they did, it probably wasn't for yeah. not any reason.
0: And to you be know, fair, in the in the history of the of the dark that is that is the history of it is that it does, it does have to pass mm-hmm. by combat. And so that, it, so technically that scene that I had you watch in that cartoon was the first contradiction.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. That, well, that's, that's, that's the, first the whole time. Mandalorian show is like it explores. What is a Mandalorian? Is it a place or is Mandalore a place? Is it a person? Is it a religion? Is it, you know, it's all these things to well, different people.
2: Yeah, I like what you were saying about that because I never, you know, watching it. I was an English major. So I mean, I'm I like watching things through lenses, whether that was the intention or not. But when you talk about Mando starting to question what he, since he was, you know, rescued as a kid, mm-hmm. brought up to believe, it really is, you know, it's an allegory for, you know, sort of fundamental religion. It's it's yeah. sort of coming out of a cult and going, there's a bigger world out there. And I think that's, that's going to be a really neat character to explore Mm -hmm. uh, in the third season. Um, I don't know if the kid's coming back. That's really weird. Because oh, that there's like, too much
1: too much shit. merchandising on the line for that.
2: <laughs> I know. Unless they're going to do, I mean, look, my fantasy now after seeing this is I want them to make a, you know, pay Han Solo, pay pay Harrison <laughs> a shit ton of money, pay ha- Hamill some money. He doesn't need as much, and de-age him and give us a Han and Luke post Jedi action series. I, I mean, why would we not get that? That'd
0: be amazing, amazing. So Yeah, I I don't know if you know we. We, we well, can Well, we know we
1: so far that the Ahsoka show, the Ranger show, and the Mando season three, they are interconnected, and there is a climactic event at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was right. all from that investor thing. But, I mean, they did what try a- the Solo thing, though, right? With the- yeah. But, <laughs>
2: know- I thought Solo was great, but, I mean, this would be the originals. This would be Harrison mm-hmm. King- yeah. going back.
0: Well, you know you know who has been overlooked in this episode and um, I, I, I do want to talk about a little bit is uh, – Bob Gideon. No. Okay. <laughs> it's, the
2: <first laughs> I, it's the first time I liked him. Up until this point, I'm like he's just this – he's supposed to be the big bad guy and he's barely a blip in my consciousness. And this time was the first time I was like, oh – He's 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 pretty badass. You know, I, I don't like him because he's a bad guy, but he's pretty fucking badass. I, I love
1: the look on his face when Luke showed up. Like he knew who oh, yeah. Luke was. Yeah.
0: I thought this like, was his least badass uh episode, honestly. Oh, you're crazy. You're insane. Yeah. yeah. Mm.
2: You're off your rocker sir. That's crazy. <laughs> <Nice>. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: well, what what did he what specifically did you like about him in this episode as well, opposed he, to the he, others? Did stuff.
2: I mean, he he was conniving. He was Machiavellian. He was able to go, I mean, you know, what I did like also was that when push came to shove, it wasn't like one of those fights, like, um, you know, suddenly the, you know, uh, uh I'm trying to think like Lex Luthor can take on Superman. It's like, <laughs> no, Moff Gideon's getting his ass kicked if he's not playing dirty. And once he stopped playing dirty, he was able to sort of, he, you know, he got beaten very quickly, but yeah. it it was nice to see, that he wasn't this, you know, th- that he had these very sinister, um deeper evil aspects to him. Whereas before he was just almost twirly mustache guy, just like I'm the evil bad guy of the piece. I mean, so for I had, all that's what I liked about him.
1: All intents and purposes, he he kind of still won. He has that line where he said, We have what we need from that kid, we yeah. got his blood, like we're done with him. Yeah. So that's that's a whole, you know. Other thing
2: that's a well, metaphor for the merchandising department.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> we
2: have
1: what we need with baby Yoda. Let's move on.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. The uh, the person I was gonna get to was uh, Boba Fett. Like, we we barely talked about Boba Fett, he wasn't barely an episode. He was great though. In this episode, yes, he was, he, he was, was great. Yeah. yeah, uh, you know what, I also really loved. I loved that Bo Katan like said, I know, I know what you are. Oh, that like, was good. She she knew him by his voice. Like oh, I said, I I said you know a few weeks ago when they brought him back, I was like, oh, I don't feel right about it because I don't love t- Tomorrow Morrison, but I'm gonna let them develop this Boba Fett and see what they do with him. And ever since that episode, I've really started enjoying this character, and I I just I started feeling like, oh yeah, now you're Boba Fett, you know, like now. Now I'm getting this like, I yeah, almost yeah. didn't
1: tease yeah. him at the end of episode one. Like imagine going into episode six and just seeing slave one roll up. How oh,
0: crazy yeah. that would have been. Yeah. yeah, No, it's, they did a good job of teasing him early on and stuff. So the, but, yeah.
2: uh, the, 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 what, what, what <laughs> was so cool about both that, that Favreau did is again, there's something about last night's episode where Favreau had almost like he was saying, I remember I'm you. I remember what it was like to be 10 years old and and encounter Boba Fett and Empire for the first time. I mean, yeah. I remember being on the playground with my friends and when Yoda has that line about um, you know, uh uh, you know, he was our last hope and Obi-Wan or Yoda says no, there is another. We were going, is it Boba Fett? You know, I mean that's how <laughs> we got it. that's how the impact he made. And then to see Favreau go, I'm not gonna do a Lucas on this. I'm gonna make him into the character that you guys all fantasized mm-hmm. he was. Yeah, And so last night when he's doing that stunt where he's flying slave one and he's like, Oh no, the TIE fighters, they're challenging. What do I do? What do I do? And then it's like, Oh, it's like at the end of Rocky four when Bridget Nielsen shouts or the trainer shouts the, the word in Russian, like now it's time to go to work, you know, Manda uh, uh, Boba <laughs> Fett's just like, okay, <laughs> game's over. Let's go. Boom, boom, boom. Poof, they're gone. Fucking and he hyperspace out. And it's like, that's Boba Fett. It was yeah. awesome. He
0: awesome. was, he was, he was everything that I wanted out of a Boba Fett. There, except the and book of Boba Fett. I don't want to see him become. No, this guy right yeah, now. for sure. So, like, I complained about that a few episodes ago when they first brought him back. Like, I was like, "Why is Boba Fett a good guy now? Why is he like making deals with the Mando and trying to and trying to be nice that, and like life yeah, life debt with him. Life. He's got a Wookiee life debt with Fennec Shan and and Boba and and Mandalorian. I was like, "Why are you being good? I don't remember you being good." And so. I was, I was happy to see the, the bad side of him come out again. And like, I wanted to start a, a site of start a fight with the, the Mandalorians at the bar. And then, and then how, you know, I did, I did like, like, if you don't have the part at the end where it says the book of Boba Fett coming in December, 2021, I did like that little wrap up. That was kind of to say like, Hey, we're done for, with Boba Fett for now on this show. Mm-hmm. This is where he is. Yeah. And this is where he is. I didn't mind that. I actually really kind of enjoyed that little, you know, epilogue for his story with Fennec Shan. It's kind of weird to just like kill people and then like <laughs> sit down and start drinking. Um, but whatever, you know, like I was like, okay, you're bad again. And I, I appreciate that. And you're the new crime boss. And that, that could be fun. Um but yeah, no, he, he was fun. I'm, I'm not going to, I had some issues count.
1: on his absence from the rest of the episode, but Dennis kind of pointed out to me, like, Imagine if Boba Fett was on that bridge when Luke showed up, like, shit would have hit the fan.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's true, huh? Yeah, that's true. it would have <laughs> been bad. Like, you, like that's really why he had to be the one on that shit by himself. Because he had to leave so that we could have this nice, clean, you know, moment. So we could save the Luke battle to the end of that. Because, I mean, if he, I don't know how long he spent in that Sarlacc, but he's got to be pretty bitter about that whole experience. Right,
2: right, right. right. Well, it might yeah. be been- it wasn't in Luke's fault. I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was technically Han's fault, but uh, I did rewatch a uh, return of the Jedi. That's the, 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 first act a few times today. Yeah. And uh, you know, it wasn't not Luke's fault. How about like, you know, <laughs> yeah,
2: but he the, well, Luke, uh, was a bad guy. I mean, that's kind like-
0: of, I know, I know, but I'm just saying. Luke made a fool out of Boba Fett in that fight, like pretty bad. <laughs> no, George like-
2: made a fool out of Boba Fett.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, true. that's I mean, true.
2: That 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 is, that is that in the 80s was sort of a they you know they just kind of did this willy nilly thing when they brought back characters like they did it in Indiana Jones too. There was a character in Raiders called Marcus Brody, who was very educated, almost equivalent to Indy. Yeah. Uh, in terms of intelligence and experience just older and then they bring him back in last crusade and he's this bumbling comedic idiot yeah Same thing, kind of with boba fett boba fett and mm. empire is this fucking badass ninja space guy mm. and suddenly in jedi he's like hey, boba fett where <laughs> yes. you know come yeah. on what are you doing no,
0: it was it was definitely it was nice to see that you know those layers of crap be pulled off today uh, yeah it was great uh, for was sure great.
2: Well, I don't know if we're at that point in the show, but I, I was just wondering. I, so, okay, I get now that the Book of Boba Fett is not Mandalorian Chapter 3. So, Mandalorian mm-hmm. Chapter 3 is coming, I'm assuming, in October. So, uh, of next more, year.
1: the research I did, Book of Boba Fett is uh, December, like the first week of December, and it's only like a four episode thing. Okay. Or it's a short. So it's basically, it's, it's it's basically
0: a, the movie we never got.
1: Yeah, it's a mini-series. Mando okay. season three kicks off on Christmas next year.
0: 2021, though.
1: Yeah, that's how right. they're doing it. Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm real curious then about you know what what happens, obviously. I mean, you're supposed to be curious, but mm-hmm. that, that thread between that kind of lone wolf and cub aspect of episode season one and two. And I, I saw somebody say this. I don't remember who was was analyzing Mandalorian and why it works, but they they were talking about, and you guys may know where this comes from, this this analysis, but they were talking about why this works better than other Star Wars, because a lot of Star Wars since Jedi return is like Riffing on Star Wars.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They're like the original Star Wars was riffing on serials that were made that Lucas was inspired by.
0: That was actually John Favreau talking about that in, in the Disney Gallery mm-hmm. show. Oh, well, then there yeah. you go. So yeah. He comes yeah. along and yeah. says, that, that okay, was...
2: I'm going to riff on Westerns and I'm yes. going to riff on Samurai movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now the question is, is, is Lone Wolf and Cub done? And now they're going to riff on Rio Bravo? Or are they going to riff on The Searchers? Or
0: there's Yojimbo. It... J- there's, Yo there's there's right. a lot of things to riff on. But, but is it without the kid, though? I think for a little bit. I mean, yeah. if you, if you let's do <laughs> predictions now. Let's just talk about it. You know, like okay. um, so. I'm kind of excited because you do have
2: yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, so I did pose a, a theory a couple of weeks ago uh, that I've been actually holding on to for most of this season. Uh, I'm happy that things ended the way they kind of did with Moff Gideon because I didn't really believe him to be the antagonist of the show, the true antagonist. Okay. If, you, if you look at him in, in the context of the show and storytelling, Moff Gideon doesn't show up until the second to last episode of the first season. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is a really, really bad place to put Weird. your, your arch villain of the story, your, your overarching villain of the story. You know what I mean? Like uh, you usually would introduce your villain in act one, right? And then And then carry them through like incrementally throughout the story. Uh, if you think about what, what we've done with um, – what what we've learned with Bo-Katan and that, that thing we were talking about, about how – yeah, uh, Mando is finding out that he is uh, possibly a religious fundamentalist, right? Uh, who taught him that? Who taught him the way?
2: I guess the armorer, right?
0: Yes, the armorer big, who right? was in the first episode.
2: But and she doesn't I mean, leave a very big impression though. You would like to – appear- sure. Really, I, I I didn't think she was that. I mean, she was fine. She sounded just like, uh, who's that actress, uh, Tilda Swinson or whatever. <laughs> she yeah. sounded Like her with behind some armor. And I was like, okay.
0: I mean, I, I like, but- I mean, if you, if I, rem- you know, if I can remind you, uh, remember the scene when Mando just got his big haul for returning, uh, Grogu mm-hmm. to yeah. the empire and he came down and he had all, all this his best you know, like, and, uh, all these other Mandalorians started kind of looking and like leering, like they're like hyenas. Right. And they're like, what do you, what do you got there? You know, like you get to go up there and reap all the rewards while we stay down here. And it got, it got hostile really quick. And then all of a sudden, just a few words out of the armor's mouth. And she calmed down that entire herd. You know what I mean? She manipulates the crap out of those people with her words and that's why she doesn't even care if she outfits them. These are her, these are her acolytes, right? So she outfits them with the best armor possible, uh, so that they can go out and thrive and 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 bring victory back home to her. And so, as far as we last saw her, she was imparting him with one last quest before she supposedly sacrificed herself to To ensure the that they, uh, the the others could escape, right? But we didn't actually see her die. We saw her kick the crap out of a ton of you know stupid stormtroopers because they all suck. Uh, so
2: <laughs> I see and me...
0: she's a woman, and that's all they can do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's nice.
2: what told me. So nice, nice. <laughs> that's
0: yeah. That's what I told you. Uh, so what I see is I see the start of the next season being uh, a continuation of this awkward moment between Bo Katan and mando where he's technically now the ruler of the mandalorian people right and uh he's got no quest at this moment so he might be willing to entertain this because she's been pretty pushy about like i'd really like you to reconsider joining us and stuff Mm. you know like he doesn't he fulfilled his quest to to deliver grogu to a jedi Right. And uh without asking what that Jedi's name is or where what his address is or his phone number or anything, he just gave that kid to a complete stranger, guys. I just want to ask that for his
1: CPR license. Uh,
0: which side note, is Luke Skywalker a complete stranger at this point in the story? Should he and R2 not be super famous? I know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I if
1: if it's a galaxy, I yeah, it's a big place. Not everyone I mean
0: knows. it's a it's no, like no. Yeah. Now well,
1: the counter argument is: shouldn't they all know who Boba Fett is? If they're all bounty hunters, or most? No,
0: they're not all bounty hunters. Well, three out of the four. Uh, the a bounty hunter's job is to not be known by but the people he, you don't want. Them they to have know
1: a, 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 a a prize credit or something.
0: What's the prestige. status prestige credit yeah. among bounty hunters? Anyways, well, I'm sorry, been
2: dead for a long time. Yeah, a long time. exactly you know, he's been in the Sarlacc pit as far as they know. We don't really ever know what, you know, was he Boba Fett again and how long was he Boba Fett before? Yeah. But I agree about the Luke thing. I mean, there, there's, you know, there's ample evidence in all the Star Wars stories that it's not like they don't have the ability to communicate and send news and holographic
1: news. Only when the story allows it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It just seems a little weird to me. I mean, it didn't bother me, but when you bring it up, yeah, it's yeah. a little weird. It's a little weird. No one knows who he is.
0: But anyways, my, my point is I think uh, you know, now that his that that quest is done, he has nobody he he thinks the armor is dead, you know. Technically the audience is supposed to think she's dead. So I think he's gonna go off with with uh Bo Katan and they're gonna set up shop and they're gonna try something, you know, where like maybe she'll try to advise. But I think like like Jafar and Aladdin. I think the armor is going to reappear and offer her counsel to her acolyte who now has a lot more power in the galaxy than he did before, you know, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to start seeing that play out a little bit, but Mm -hmm. eventually uh, we'll get Grogu back at some point, you know, like to help, to help him or something. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think Grogu has gone, but I think, I think we're going to see that Gideon and, 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 and uh mando we're just nuisances to each other the entire way That's i don't think they we're, ever were I'll,
1: I'll go more big picture in the sense that they obviously teased Thrawn. so there's no way he's not going to show back up in whatever they're doing but that does isn't he doesn't have to show up in this show no in, in the in this mando universe He'll pop up, I believe. It's not but, the
0: Mando universe. It's Star Wars. It's just Star Wars universe. You know,
1: there's like, a certain Mando sect of it for sure that all these shows are playing around into. But the I, time, I
0: time period, I, yeah, time period.
1: But I would like to see more of the him really getting into the nitty gritty of himself and his beliefs. I don't know if the armor is going to play into that too much, but I think that main theme is definitely going to carry over for sure.
2: Well, I I mean, what you're saying is interesting. The the one reason I, my two, the things I don't know if I agree with. First off, I I don't. If you look at these like uh, Act One, Act Two, and Act Three, the bad guy did show up in Act One. If Season One is Act One, Um, right? But at the end, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's you know, but 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 so who knows? But and and I don't dislike what you're suggesting. The only thing that I dislike about it is. I think they've done a wonderful job establishing this sort of lone gunman guy wandering the universe, sort of going on these missions and things. And that's what a lot of people like. And they also like the kid. And if you're going to take one of those away, at least for the first four or five, six episodes, um, it almost seems like you're describing a different show. Now suddenly he's you know uh, uh, almost like a politician leader king conan situation oh, well,
0: it doesn't have to be that it could be like maybe two or three episodes are him and bo-katan going on missions together while she tries to ease him into it right yeah. it doesn't have to be more than like one or two episodes of him trying the king conan thing right. you yeah. know i'm just
2: i i think it i think it's i mean i don't really know where they're going to take it i just think that they've wrapped, even though there were some issues with last night's episode, they've wrapped up the story well. It has
1: a bow on it for sure.
2: It does. And it, feel, it feels like, it it, it, it it doesn't feel like there's a natural place for it to go. I mean, a good writer will find a natural place for it to go. I'm not saying it's it's not going to work. I'm just saying that what's been nice about The Mandalorian, honestly, up until last night's episode, is it felt like it was a well-written show. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like they were... You know, even though I do like Kathleen Kennedy very much, a lot of people accuse her of being, you know, it's just like, oh, it's just about the money and exploit the franchise and all this stuff. It didn't feel like that up until last night's episode. And so I hope that where it doesn't go is let's just milk this now. If Mm -hmm. if indeed the story is done, because it feels like, like you said, it's a great bow on it. It feels wrapped up.
1: Dennis said this is basically uh Forrest Gump, Star Wars, Forrest Gump or Mandalorian meets all these famous Star Wars characters.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's to me why I felt like this season was weirder than the first season because it felt to me, it didn't feel like a bow was on it. It felt like um, you spent so much time showing me all these other cool characters instead of focusing on Din's story, you know, like, so I still want more of Din's story and I, I,
2: I don't know what it is that's what I wrote in those notes I was just like without the kid to 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 play off of um is he interesting enough to 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 lead a series
1: I mean maybe you can do the reverse of the religion thing and what if he starts learning about the Jedi and's like yo y'all are kind of weird and kind of crazy and maybe he goes back and gets the kid and that's another
2: or he fights the kid. I mean
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe yeah. Yoda I, breaks bad. That was that was uh, another suggestion that I think Clark had was that what if what if Grogu ends up being the villain of the show? You know, and, like, so well, everybody everyone-
2: on the net was speculating last night after this dropped or this early this morning was. So did Kylo Ren kill Grogu? I mean, because where is he? Right? I mean, you have to assume mm-hmm. he's in a training school.
1: There's a like a good one of twenty year gap, right, from this moment to that moment. No,
0: no, no. There's it's, even less now. This is this is five years after the the fall of the Death Star, so there's like a fourteen or fifteen year gap now.
2: And in it, the baby's life, that's nothing, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Luke
0: got hella old in fifteen. But years. I will say this: the, there's a there's a saving grace. If you want to talk about the rise of Skywalker, that's stupid. But I, I hate that movie a lot. I hate it, but I love it. That's all. Um, I'll say. That scene it. at the end, uh, with when you start hearing all the Jedi, you mm-hmm. know their voices. All the different actors came back. Yeah. Um, I know, as a as a fan of Ahsoka Tano, my heart was broken that like to find out that they actually did get her voice in there, and I was like, that's not fair. You you let her die without us ever seeing her die, and that sucks. You know what I mean? Um, but. You never hear Grogu's voice. <laughs> Maybe he never became a Jedi, or that he just—I'm just saying. Well, technically, uh, Ahsoka never became a full yeah. a full Jedi Master or Knight or whatever, you know. So yeah, I'm just saying.
2: Right. Well, speaking of the full Jedi, I mean, just real quick, I just got to say this because I, I was I was bothered by it a little bit. Luke was awesome doing what he was doing, crushing the guys like tin mm-hmm. cans and all that it was awesome, but. It re- what a boring character portrayal then because yes. he, gave, he gave us exactly what we said we wanted, but there was no humor, no heart in his performance. I mean, maybe it was the, the de-aging stuff. They can't yeah. yeah, no talk. She can't express yourself but it was just like, there's no, there's none of that levity and lightness. Yeah. Loose. It's, I'm sure
1: it's, there was some sort of gun shy after Rogue One that they had to, limit
0: that that part the face part you know as much as they could yeah it's it's true though because like um i was you know lindsey was bringing up the same point you were is that he just felt soulless uh you know as they were watching him and i was you know i just got done watching you know the whole Jabba sequence with with uh luke a few times today and i was like well actually you know he's pretty stiff and reserved by that point in the in the story but then I showed it to her and we started re watching him talk with Jabba. And I'm kind of wrong. Like he is more reserved and calm and everything. But man, there's a lot of character in that face as he's like, as he's, you know, negotiating with Jabba. And none of that character, none of that emotion shows up in this right. version of him. And, and it's probably. It's
2: performance, But some of it's also the writing. It's like, give him. Give him a bit. Give him a line. Give, yeah. Even if you have to show the face, it was like there was no joy in him. He yeah, was, you know, yeah. good. R2 yeah. was cool. Good to see R2.
0: <laughs> and, and I just want to point out, like, I'm very confused about etiquette in the Star Wars universe because uh, Rise of Skywalker taught me that it's not correct to just ask somebody what their first name is. You have to also ask them what their last name is. What so that,
2: I forget this. Like, remember I know, the I know, stupid I know ending. That.
0: The stupid ending of the movie when you know sure. when, when Ray and it's oh, but God. how does it tie into this? Luke didn't even ask anybody their name. Nobody asked anybody their name. He was just there for that kid. Are you a are you a Jedi? Yes, I'm taking Number your kid out. <laughs> That's well, just so weird. He had
2: just destroyed all the bad guys that I both know that couldn't. And Lando or Mando could only kill one, and what the women are gonna kill him? Come on, they can really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, it was more of a jab at Rise of Skywalker than I anything know.
2: else. <laughs> yeah. All I will uh, say about Rise just briefly is just the fact that there is zero doubt in my mind Rise is a bad movie, I, but <laughs> it, it, it's a bad movie, but it is so fan service y, it is so fan fiction y that if you can watch it through that lens, and I can, um, it's it's wonderful. But it's wonderful, like I said, in the same way that Clash the Titans is wonderful when you're 10. Mm-hmm, but yeah. as a film, it's dumb. And what's the girl, what's the lady's name with the big goggles? Uh, Maz Kanata. Uh, here's, a, here's a medal, Chewbacca. I don't know where I pulled it out of my asshole. <laughs> but hey, here's a medal. Because the fans want you to have a medal. How the fuck would she have any clue about the medal? She doesn't.
0: She owes us quite a story, by the way. Doesn't I guess she? she
2: does. I guess she does. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, okay. I think we have talked a lot about this uh, episode and some stuff that wasn't in this episode. Yeah. But I think really quick before we wrap up, I just want to give us uh, just a moment to have fun with the midichlorians, which is like, you know, I love to always pick, uh, pick on, on Ricky for loving those prequels and the midichlorians. But I okay. call the midichlorians the the things that just don't matter to most people, but they do to some. Okay. Um, mm. And so I, I just wanted to see if you guys had any things that, that stood out for you for this episode that were just really special, little like things that people might not know about.
1: I got, I got two, Uh, one a little nitpick, more of a nitpick, but Bo Katan didn't even like ask Mando like, Oh, how's Ahsoka? Is she doing well? I sent you on this quest to meet her don't you, you? no know, no
0: etiquette no yeah, etiquette it. in star wars
1: um but the big thing like the shift knob the what oh you know, right the little shift knob he gets it from the wreckage it's a huge part of the show and
0: he doesn't like give it as a parting gift he just like here kid or that means he still got it and that we're not done with grogu
2: and maybe he didn't want to give it up maybe but i agree with you they should have done something where it was like, I'm going to give it up to him. No, I need to keep part of him with me. I mean, mm-hmm. but to not acknowledge it at all, I agree was a missed opportunity and I wouldn't surprise me if they didn't shoot it and maybe mm-hmm. it just didn't fit in. I don't know, but you're right. Like Have
1: Give it to the kid. And then the kid gives it
0: back. Imagine the tears.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And then um, the kid dies from eating frog eggs. Or, something. or
0: Or Mando loses the knob somewhere in the galaxy along the way. And then Grogu bring, brings it back like four seasons later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, Luke yeah. said it's a choking hazard. That's why.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> it's right.
1: Have you have you seen a picture of the double or the body double they used for Luke? They didn't have to yeah. do too much work on the face. He, no,
2: pretty, I, I didn't I did hear he had a body double. I haven't seen what he looks like. Yeah,
0: um,
1: it's not right. too not too dissimilar.
0: Bib Fortuna. <laughs> for whatever for whatever reason they didn't get the original, right? But right. they got Matthew Wood. Who is actually uh, several? He's a Academy Award nominee several times over. He mm-hmm. has done the sound editing for pretty much everything Star Wars since uh, Revenge of the Sith. Really? Yeah, I thought that was what really is, cool. Is a, they nominee, just, a sound nominee, or he's an actor nominee? I think a sound editor nominee. Oh, okay, yes. Okay. And they're like, you know, who should be Bo- big fortuna? This guy, you know, like you <laughs> imagine somebody thinking that about you.
2: Like, <laughs> Who, you know who's going to be this terrible looking character you know
0: <laughs> i don't even want you to be regular bib fortuna i want you to be super fat bib fortuna well, i thought that was
2: fascinating because at first i was like okay i know there's the huts and all that but i was like is there something about this role is it about you this be a thick boy. no no yeah. I'm just, i saying I mean, it's a, that big weird thing around his neck or something i was just kind of like going maybe to be the leader of Jabba's palace it's almost like a almost like uh, uh you know some kind of weird metamorphosis you go through and he's morphing <laughs> Jabba he looked
0: weird as fuck like that weird was, you know it was like weird yeah.
1: eyes almost that's what i got out of it Just-
0: I, I i know you've been calling him out but i actually really thought it was funny i love whenever they're trying to create their own little universe like with 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 idioms and you know like sayings that they have so i thought it was really funny that we got like three of them in this episode plus a bonus one we got like uh (laughs) well if that isn't the quackta calling the stiffling slimy you know and i was like you guys literally just made a pot calling the kettle black analogy and that is not as well executed um maybe a few too many syllables but it cracked me up. Uh, there was another one where, like, uh, Cara Dune said, those dark troopers, they're going to be a real skank in the scud pie. I was like, what's a scud pie? What
1: are some, like are racial slurs that they're saying? Show
0: me on the doll <laughs> where the scud pie is, please. <laughs> um, and then uh, the other one was son of a mud scuffer. Uh, it was just funny because it just kind of felt like, <laughs> they all felt like half-assed phrases right like they just like you could do a little like, better can we put
1: this. on a t-shirt and sell it hot topic
0: yeah um, but i but I, I, did think, I think
2: you could do i think you could do with one of them and get away with it yeah the fact that they piled them on felt very hey i'm writing the show mom yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It
0: was a little too forced but. and the the one that really threw me off was at the end when uh you know uh boba and fennec are showing up down, they're coming down the staircase and they're murdering anybody, you know, in the way. And Bib Fortuna is like telling his people to go look for him. And he says stuff in, in Huttese. And he says like, you should be McClunky. He <laughs> legit said McClunky. And that's the last thing Greedo says before he dies. Now in the new, in the new re done, uh, Han shot first scene. Right? Something. I have no idea I what McClunky. That's how they,
1: they edited to make it look not as weird.
0: Right, so I and think Greedo, yeah, Greedo. It's it's not sure. Like it's it sounds like a weird edit, but I think to justify it, I think they just put it in here again <laughs> to be like, no, that, that's a that's a word they say, you know, McClunky of the Connecticut McClunkies. Yes. Of, <laughs> yes.
2: Um. Well, look, I I my mini chlorians um were. Three things. One is what is it called the 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 sword that Gideon's fighting with? Dark saber. Oh, the
0: dark saber. Yeah.
2: The effects on that are shit. In a show that ha- they are the, 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 in a show that has just. I mean, I'm watching this like all season, and like what was it, a couple weeks ago where they had those like scrapper, those giant junk monsters that were lifting <laughs> things up, <laughs> the, the giant spiders. It was stuff that if you would have told me as a kid, or even somebody watching the prequels, that this was a TV show. I would have said, are you out of your goddamn mind? That's fucking better than anything I've seen on the big screen in terms of presentation. So you'd think they could have saved a little bit of their budget for the fucking big MacGuffin of the goddamn <laughs> thing. And it, right. I mean, it looks terrible. It's, it has it's to a me. weird
1: thing to get right though. Cause it's, it's a it's, black thing that's emitting light.
2: Well, redesign the fucking right. thing. It's <laughs>
0: <real>. <laughs> so, so I, I didn't have, I didn't have a beef with it cause it's, it's uh, it's cartoon accurate these and
2: are I, my midi-chlorians I know, I, know. I
0: know they are and you're totally entitled to them okay,
2: the other two real quick I mean I, I've i become in the last 18 months a big not a big but a, 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 a WWE fan mm-hmm. yeah. I never really watched it growing up so I know who Sasha Banks is I know her character on the WWE I like her character on the WWE and I was excited to hear she was going to move into performing and I'm sure some of it is it's hard for me because she's not a great actress um if maybe you come to the series and you don't know who she is, you wouldn't even think about it. So it's, pr- she's probably more than fine. But for me, it almost felt like, why is she there? They're barely giving her any lines, mm-hmm. um, which makes me think, cause she sucks. Um, and then a lot of the action she did uh, just didn't like, it wasn't like, okay, she's Ray Parker. Is that his mm-hmm. name? Ray Parker? Um, or the guy who Ray, played. Ray Parker. Ray Parker Jr. is the one who's saying Ghostbusters. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, happens when you get old. Uh, but, um, um, you know, it, it's not like, okay, yeah, we brought her on because she's a fucking badass acrobat fighter. And it's like, okay, we can forgive the fact that she doesn't say much because when she goes to town, you know, it was almost like, why is she here? So I that was, that was a mini chlorine in my butt. The thing that I loved, which is absolutely nothing to do with Star Wars. Go ahead. By
0: the way, that's officially where they go in your butt. Just so you know, Ricky. Oh, no, they that's, go into the spread
2: That's
0: where midichlorians go, in your belt. Yeah, that's right.
2: Um, that's where Lucas pulled them from, is what I would think. Yeah. Um, but I can't believe he wrote that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point, the last thing, I, you know, I'm not a Game of Thrones guy. Um, there's a lot of TV that could have already been doing this. But last night is the first time, and maybe a lot of it is because streaming services like to get you to watch the next show. Mm-hmm. And there's it's like, they put the credits now in like the little box in the upper left. And it's like, watch Queen's Gambit now, even if, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. last night was the first time I had seen credits done like a slideshow and not a crawl. Um, and it was awesome as a guy who appreciates the need for credits um, in video games that I've worked in and in movies that I like to watch. People need their due but the, the 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 smallest change of instead of like oh they're scrolling there's sc- it takes fucking forever it's a lot of work
1: on your eyes you got to follow that name you well,
2: don't watch it but you've been conditioned now yeah. hey there's yeah. probably some goodies behind the mm-hmm. end credit so you got to stay there yeah. and this just felt like the best of both worlds we're going to give people their props but it's going to be a single shot two seconds boom next shot two seconds boom I thought that was great. Have you seen this
0: technique before, or is that the that's the first time I ever noticed it? I think they usually do it on this show, like, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, is it's it's just the first show you've ever seen do it. Uh, uh, maybe, you know, yeah. it might it might be it might be. I don't I don't nor- normally remember a lot of shows doing it, but yeah, but uh, they have been doing this since season one for sure. That,
2: that's that's fantastic. I love yeah. that.
0: Um, so that was a good mini chlorian, but they didn't do the production art. This they didn't time. Do the product, no. They did so not. Far. That's well, right. That's you notice yeah. they
1: actually tease a Bib Fortuna. His uh, credit comes before his appearance.
0: Oh, really? It was a little okay. interesting. Oh,
2: yeah. does it say Bib Fortuna?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, interesting.
1: By
0: interesting. Matthew um, Wood. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay. Gotcha.
0: So I did, like, I did have, you know, like I mentioned before, I really did like the episode for the most part up until, like, the Bo broke my brain. <laughs> um, But with that said, I did have a lot of tiny nitpicks that I wrote down as kind of my midichlorian. They're just like fun little questions that I thought I'd ask you guys to try and answer. Some of them I actually was able to answer on my own, and then I got rid of them. And I was like, okay, never mind. I'm not asking that. But there's a few that I had. Uh, One, okay, we understand the Beskar. His armor is made of full Beskar. So that's why he's like super impervious, you know. Uh, What's the visor made of? Gorilla glass, <laughs> <laughs> because that thing took a beating in this episode, and not ever do we get to see like one eye, you know, like like kind of like Spider Man, like Tobey Maguire Spider Man or something. Like, <laughs> I was just, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> you know, impressive. Beskar's op though. They got to do
2: something, right? It's I mean, a it's, it's
1: literal plot armor. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, to be fair, there is a storyline in Rebels where uh, Sabine Wren developed a technology for the Empire uh, that targets Beskar and disintegrates anybody wearing it so okay. it's it can be a liability just as much as it is okay
2: you know. so they got they got kryptonite then
0: at least They there can be a kryptonite for them yeah um where is mando getting more whistling birds now that the razor crest is gone amazon oh okay got it (laughs) jeff
2: it's not it's not an alternate universe it's a galaxy far far away you're right you're right you're right it's it's a good question i mean the the one thing i would say is i would i do want to see him get more weapons um I, i don't know about you guys it didn't hit my brain that he was carrying that best car staff mm-hmm. until he used it I, was and then I had to for it. a couple of times and go was that with him the whole fucking time i never saw him carrying it yeah. but it's like between that now and those little whistling rockets it's like you know it's it's
0: almost like it's a new toy
2: it, yeah you need some new you need some new gear because it's yeah. getting old
0: yeah um, but yeah i i just I, I was ca- I was watching for the spear just because Ricky and I have been predicting that spear is going to hit a, a dark saber at the end of this season and mm. and it did you know so um where what happened to the comms officer I don't know if you've noticed the whole season like Gideon Mur- or, uh, Moff Gideon has had uh, uh you know a number one like oh, that with- yeah, yep. Katie M. O'Brien. She's an actress that's been in other stuff. And, also a um, artist, right? and she's also an accomplished martial artist. So I was getting really excited because I thought she was going to throw down one, with one of the the, the women. Um, we've pre- actually predicted that throughout the whole season. And when those ladies get on board that bridge, they slaughter everybody. But I just felt like for as many lines as this person had through the whole season, and even in this episode, if she died, she died off screen. Cause they did not show her die so, or did she get away?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I was more bothered by your thing that you were saying, um, why didn't get him have a cyanide pill? I mean, it was weird that yeah. all these other guys are just like uh, bite, bite down and die. And he's going for the old school suicide.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, that that it, it, was it weird.
2: So, but it was like, Oh, eh, that's weird.
0: Yeah. I was thrown off when they introduced it a few episodes back with that guy that has like the electric cyanide thing yeah. his teeth and i'm like okay that's a new thing like do they all have it or just a certain a certain tier in a
1: position of danger in the sense that that ship is a safe space unlike the other people
0: that's that's my take on it but he yeah, legitimately way, tried to kill himself he tried know, to kill cause himself.
1: he didn't have a pill like if he was out on the in the field i was, i would assume he would have had a pill on it well
0: the implication is it's not really a pill it's a thing you you put in your teeth oh. right like it's a it's a like isn't that what spies do Jaffy? they have like a
2: uh, yeah. they have a hollow tooth with cyanide yeah. yeah
0: yeah exactly
2: I mean i I only know that i I, I can't tell you how I know that
0: but that's that's what's my <laughs> it's because of your spy days right yeah. like that's sure.
2: yeah yeah i I, uh, I had one more that you just you ping my brain on um uh, when Luke came out do you think the sea, like
0: how soon did you know it was Luke so I started asking the question immediately when they saw the x- wing okay and then i saw the green lightsaber and then i saw the glove and and the clothes all matched and so it was pretty early that i was saying out loud oh is it luke because i because there's a good minute
1: where you don't see the green lightsaber Could they show it through the black and white comms cameras um um, i think they switch back and forth
2: the first time you see it is i mean i remember seeing it it was like it was like halfway into the battle Mm -hmm. i thought Yeah, the only reason I'm wondering is because it was clear they withheld Luke's theme until Mm -hmm. you see his face. Yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. Yeah, but for what it's worth, I feel that Peyton redirected that sequence really well. You know, like that—that was—that was was what a lot of fans would want to see Luke do. I just, again, I just didn't. I didn't. At that point, I'm like, oh, so the ladies aren't going to save themselves, and like, you know, like, (laughs) okay, I guess Luke's going to do it all cool you know yeah <laughs> yeah i mean as a right i guess leia could have showed
2: up yeah so, so cool. we were,
0: we were we were Lindsay and i think we're slightly holding out hope that maybe it's leia because we we're but then once we saw the glove the glove was like a little later on like you see mm-hmm, the right. lightsaber i think earlier but once we actually really saw the gut the glove clearly that was like oh but again you set off like leia. you said that's you weird. set off
1: the jedi bomb the math works out that okay that's gonna
0: be I mean, he's the guy forming the school again, so I'm not he's mad. He's the I'm not base of the all. Jedi Party. That's yeah, he's yeah.
2: like Cerebro picked up one on, on yeah, Baby Yoda, yeah. right? he's, yeah, the he, guy,
0: he's the logical guy that would be there. So I'm not
2: – It should have been he pulls off the thing. He's like, Misa here to get you. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> For you, Ricky. You would have been like, yes. I, dude,
1: I still believe Jarger will show up in in this series somehow.
2: <laughs> yeah, with his head on a fucking pike,
1: hopefully. What's the matter? Isn't he like a senator technically now? Uh, I think Misa he is.
2: don't know what he is. We <laughs> have to check. When am I him, A step
0: Maybe. in I mean, if he's still a, a senator after all this time, he's like Mitch McConnell's status at this point. You know, like, <laughs> like that's a long time.
2: Misa think you need six hundred dollars for your for your uh, you know pandemic relief, whatever.
0: Oh, we got another midi-chlorian outbreak. Oh, wait, that's not what midi-chlorians are. <laughs> gotcha. Oh man. Okay. I think Take that was us. that was excellent. Um let's say really quick before we finish up, on a scale of one to ten, uh what would you guys give this this episode? And then what would you give this season?
1: I'll go the season of solid nine for me. It definitely stepped up from what we wanted from season one. Um, it gave us a lot more. It really, I mean, we, we talked about it earlier. It it advances the Star Wars lore more, but still pulls from the other, other stuff um, as well. You know, one of my biggest problems with Star Wars for the longest time was, is it about the galaxy or is it about the Skywalkers? And this show really proves that it is about the bigger galaxy at hand. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't have you know, little bits and pieces of the old stuff, the fun stuff pulled back into it. As for the episode though, probably like an eight again, it's a little clunky, but it's, you know, it's a solid one, but it's it's my clunky. clunky. It's my clunky. (laughs) That's
2: right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I would give the whole season probably, I mean, I'm viewing it through the lens of, I would give the whole season. I would agree a nine. Um, I really liked this season. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know how excited I am for the next season. Like I think in a lot of ways you want season two to make you go, Oh my God, I can't wait for season three. And they've wrapped it up so good that I'm not dying to know what happens next. So it doesn't mean I won't watch it. I'm very excited, Mm -hmm. but I thought it was a nine. Um, But I definitely think last night's episode was a nine or a 10 for, it was probably a 10, but not as a piece of quality storytelling, not as a piece of quality television, it was a 10 for the 10 year old that still lives in that for some reason, um, in this particular case, and it's not always the case. Um, if you had come to this show and you weren't raised with star Wars and you're just like, I'm watching it as a brand new thing. The last night's episode was probably a six and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, but because it's so loaded for somebody who saw Luke for the first time, uh, when I was seven, it's a ten because it was just check after check after check of fan service, you know, and that's not good storytelling. But I'd give it a ten for the enjoyment factor. But as a story, as a piece of television, it's like a six and a half.
0: Yeah, that's fair. um And you know, I think I I think it's not surprising to to you guys that I would give this episode a seven because like I I just kept looking at it as a piece of storytelling, and I you know I. I care. I think I care a lot more about what younger audiences or what people from different groups think about this mm-hmm. because that's what brought us to do this podcast in the first place. Is that Ricky and I don't normally agree on the things we like, but we found a way to agree on this because this had something for everybody, you know? And I just don't feel like this episode was fair to people that don't know uh, you know luke's story or don't yeah, know no, it's,
1: super, it's very inclusive to
0: you yeah. have to be pretty locked into star wars too. and so if people are just enjoying this show for the new characters that we've met along the way and all of these new characters got to form the avengers in this episode and go take out moff gideon and then they were going to fight the dark troopers and then some random dude shows up it's no, it's per, it's, per, it's perfectly
2: expressed you're absolutely right if you yeah. view it that way it didn't work at all and the question becomes what damage have they done to the tapestry of the story that up until last night's episode i don't think i think they've done nothing but Hit almost every note perfectly in terms of establishing new characters that we love. It's yeah. not like Agents of Shield that most people are like, "Ugh, that's like the C tier Marvel." Mm-hmm. Nobody watches that. I mean, people do, but it's not. That's not what you want. Nobody wants Agents of Shield. No, Nobody yeah, wants the yeah, no, the series. No. Either. Yeah. We want the fucking heroes, right? Um, <laughs> Mandalorian did a brilliant job of of actually creating new characters in Star Wars that were as compelling and as interesting and as heroic as some of the classic characters. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're absolutely right. If you would come to it just from that and suddenly, who the fuck is this? I mean, that would almost be like if we never knew who Luke Skywalker was, <laughs> season three would open the whole summer in the year. It would be people going, Who was that guy? What the fuck was that? You know, is he a bad guy? You know, that would at least be interesting. But yeah, yeah. so I think you're absolutely right on that.
0: Took yeah. my kid. <laughs> but I will give this season a nine, like you guys did, because uh, let's be honest, this was one of the most entertaining things we watched during this pandemic. Um, it just took me away. Like, you know, I got to escape for 30 to 40 minutes every week and I can't fault it for that. So as much as I enjoyed Din jar story with Grogu this whole season, and as much as it might've kind of fallen apart and there might be contradictions and weird things that you know, questions that I don't know. I have faith that Dave Filoni will fix it with John Favreau along the way. You know, maybe season 10 will just be the one that I always wanted to see because this show's not going away anytime soon at all, you know? So
2: it's going to be interesting for sure. Um,
0: but yeah, I think we got to wrap up for reels now. Uh, I do want to give you guys a chance to plug anything you got going on. Uh, where can people find you and what can people, uh, you know, engage with you on? So I'm on Twitter a lot at David Scott
2: Jaffe, J-A-F-F-E. I tweet about video games, movies, pop culture, life as a game director, blah, blah, blah. And then I do a stream in the afternoons, a live stream that's very chat centric and chat heavy, which is like a video game news of the day, uh, which is called Gabin and games. That is at uh, YouTube uh, forward slash. Uh, what is it called? Uh, David Jaffe games. Um, but if, if you, if you're interested and you find me on the Twitter uh, there's the links and all that stuff there. So add David Scott Jaffe is the place to go. Uh,
1: Ricky the nerd on Instagram and on Twitter now. Um, yeah. Just posting cool pictures of me, what I do in my day to day.
0: Cool. And then as always, you can find me, uh, Dennis at Denix media on YouTube, Instagram, uh, TikTok a little bit. I'm just playing with toys and uh, talking about star Wars. And hopefully we'll be talking about other stuff, non-star Wars soon. Ooh, um, yes um but yeah i just really want to thank you uh both of you guys for for ch- hanging out with us but specifically uh mr jaffe for for taking time out of his busy youtube uh, streaming time to uh, just come
2: fun. totally fun to talk about this stuff yeah. loved
0: it yes um thank you so much to everybody also who listened and 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 checked this out and um stay tuned and we will have something more to come down the line With that, you have listened, and and we we have have spoken. spoken. Nice.